recording project hey what's up y'all already know what it is man it's the voice welcome to the underground a place to hear the word of god before you go six feet underground who am i <laughs> i'm still nobody just the voice of the one calling out saying repent you know the kingdom of heaven is at hand it's the underground let me get right back to it because i never left the kingdom of god is being manifested all around us. Every single day, we have the opportunity to step into it. Every single day. But are your eyes open for it? I know our eyes may be open for money. It may be open for the new things in life. My eyes are always open to new clothes, new shoes. But God is trying to position my eyes. He's trying to position my ears to see and hear the kingdom of God. Because it's at hand. Why would he say that? Think about what he said when he said, the kingdom of heaven is at hand. Is that close? Is that you don't got no money in your hand? Think about oh, thank you, God. See, I love when the Holy Spirit talks to me like this. We're chasing something that's not even close to our hands. We're chasing something that when we get it, it goes quickly from our hands. I'm talking about money right now. Quickly. That's what we are chasing. But God said the kingdom of heaven is at hand, it's so close. It's so close, but we are missing it daily because we're chasing the things of this world. We're chasing things our grandma told us to chase. We're chasing things our parents told us to chase. We're chasing things our uh, admirers, people that we admire, people that we, uh, what's the word I'm looking for, uh, idolize, tell us to chase. We're chasing things like that, so we're missing the kingdom of heaven. And guess what happens? We die. Not experiencing the kingdom of heaven here on earth. Our Father in heaven, thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. On earth, we miss that. On earth, we are missing it. We're missing thy will be done. Why? Because we steady focus on our will be done. When the last time you asked God, what is thy will for my life? Or are you asking God to support your will and say that you are serving him when really you're in a, a king mode and you want God to serve you? I'm talking to the culture now. I'm talking to a culture now where we say we're serving God, but in reality, we want God to serve our dreams. We want God to serve our visions. We want God to serve our agendas. Do you understand when Jesus was saying, thy will be done? Thy will be done? 
He had you have to pray his will into your life. Oh God. <laughs> Thank you, Holy Spirit. You have to pray. It, it just don't come. You know, you have to pray. Sometimes you may have to fast. Sometimes sometimes you got to cut off things. Sometimes you got to separate people. See, that that type of will comes through a lifetime of consecration. That type of will comes through a lifetime of praying and fasting and striving, reading the word, messing up, getting back up. See, then you start to see thy will be done. Thy will be done. Did you, did you, do you hear what I'm saying? Thy will be done. Jesus was already speaking thy will. He was already saying it will be done. Mm. <laughs> oh man, I missed the underground. I ain't know I was going to come back any like that. Huh? Shout out to everybody who's still listening to the underground. Oh man, I was at the gym the other day too. You know what I'm saying? And I seen this, uh, I, I I seen this cat, and I had told him about the underground. But I had seen him like a couple, you know, like a, probably a month ago. But I ran into him at the gym again because you know that's my place where the kingdom just be opening up, up in that gym, especially in that locker room. You know what I'm saying? Corey know about it. Hey, we used to always be praying for people in that locker room constantly. You know what I'm saying? Boys, we want to hop in on our prayer session. You know what it is. But I seen him. And uh, he was like, hey, man, I've been listening to the underground, man. That's why I'm saying that the words that we speak, we don't know who going to be listening to them months from now, years from now, generations from now. Everything that comes out of your mouth is valuable. Let me repeat that. Because I want you to understand how important your calling is. I say everything that comes out of your mouth is valuable. I got, I got, I got a word to back that up real quick. Let me look up a word. Let me look up a word real quick. See, I look, see when that word dropped in my spirit like that. Because I want you to understand why everything that come out your mouth is valuable. If God didn't think every word that come out your mouth is valuable. He wouldn't have said this. Watch there. I'm looking it up. Matthew 12, 36. And I tell you this, you must give an account on judgment day for every idle word you speak. You think he just saying that just to be having some conversation with us? Matthew 12, 36 said, I tell you this. Who he talking to? He said, I tell you this. You got to get personal right there. When he says you get personal, put your name right there. He says, you must give an account on judgment day for every idle word you speak. That's why it's, it's, it's so important to be quick to listen and slow to speak. Ecclesiastes talks about that for us. You feel? Because every word that we speak, he says it's going to be judged. 
So when I speak, oh, I'm coming with something. Yeah, that's why I told God, let me take a let me take a step back from the underground then, God. Because when I speak, I need to come with power, I need to come with truth, and I need to come that with words that change lives. I want to change lives when I speak. I'm trying to shift for culture when I speak. I'm trying to shift for generation when I speak. I'm not playing. And when I'm talking to you, I'm not playing about what I'm saying to you. Ain't nothing funny when I'm talking. I may joke and may say some little fly stuff, but I'm really coming to you in a in a, in a way that Jesus came to his to his people in his days. And that's what you bring in. Everybody at the sound of my voice listening. Do you understand every word that you speak? It should be powerful. Yeah, it should rattle things. It should make the Pharisees mad when you speak. <laughs> when you speak, people should say, what kind of woman is this? What thy man is this? What did he come from? Yes, that's what you carry inside of you. That's what you carry inside of you. Everybody talking about being a king and queen these days, but people not living like it. Those people are consecrated people. Do you understand? Tell me, did you ever see Queen? Did you ever get to meet Queen Elizabeth? Huh? Guess why? Because she was consecrated. Everybody just couldn't meet her. And she lived a long time. I ain't even, I never met her. The Pope, you know the Pope? Tell me if you can just roll up on him like that. So why is everybody just rolling up on you like that? You consecrated person, you. I need you to start living like it. I'm here to tell you that God wants you to start living like it. Well, I ain't no pastor. Yes, you is. Wherever you at right now, I don't know what you, you may be at Subway. You're a pastor of that Subway. Get to leading that congregation while fixing them sandwiches. You want extra mayonnaise? Thank you. You a pastor. Uh-huh. You a pastor. And guess what show? Guess what? how you getting paid to be a pastor? Every two weeks at Subway. Yep. You at, you at Walmart? Pushing baskets. Well, whoever pushing baskets with you, you they passed. Feed his sheep. You waiting to get a big church to feed the sheep. I'm here to tell you, I'm sorry, that may not come. Yeah, them churches may not come for you. Only churches coming for you is the church's chicken. <laughs> hey, hey, y'all know I was... <laughs> Hey, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. But for real though, people waiting to get churches. Look, go wherever you at. That's your church. That's your church. Why y'all want to get something that you gonna have to pay? How you how you doing paying the bill at your own house? We barely oh my god. Thank you, God. We barely paying our own bills. Now we want to get a church and try to pay their bills. The water. And you know you people ain't paying tithes like that. So listen, just go ahead, wherever you at, let that be your church. Use the environment God has given you. You don't have to pay the bill. Okay? All right.
so where we at, man? So I, I figured uh that was just the introduction. That was that would just be I call that the advertiser. Okay. I wanted to read first Timothy. And uh I, I like I like Timothy because it's 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 just it's so simple, so easy to read, and it gets straight to the point. Basically, it's Paul and he talking to his young his, his young boy. I think, you know, Paul had a, a certain uh, love for Timothy. You know what I mean? He had a certain, he had favor. Timothy had favor with Paul. And I want, that I, when I'm talking to y'all, y'all are like Timothy's. We are like, we are like Timothy's. And so when we read this, we want to read it in such a way that it's talking straight to us. All of you guys who are listening to me right now, in the sound of my voice, all you guys who are listening uh, in the next generation in 2000 and let's, let's say 33, you know, if God don't, you know, act the fool, have y'all read Revelation? I don't know if y'all read Revelation, but God is go, he finna act up. So <laughs> if you're not on God's side, you need to get on his side. Because hey, he got plagues waiting on us. <laughs> He got angels up there, uh, fire and swords. I don't know what's going on in heaven, but all I got is I'm trying to be on God's side. Yeah, y'all laughing, but I'm telling y'all, read Revelations. It ain't, hey, it's coming. How I know? Because he said it's coming. All I know is in his word, I believe it. Man, it's some things coming in Revelation. So I'm just saying, we need to uh, read this word. How do we get on God's side? Period. Period. All right. So first Timothy, I'll be reading from the New Living Translation. Okay. I'm not one of those preachers who tell you, you just got to read from the King James versions. I, I look, God gives me understanding from each version. Each version, each version, when it say repent, I know what it means. Okay. Each version, when it say, uh, don't do that and don't, I, I know what it means. So whatever. All right. This letter is from Paul. All right. So Paul is writing to us. That's how I want you to be about it. That's how I want you to look at this letter. Don't look at it as he writing to Timothy. Timothy gone. All right. Timothy somewhere in heaven or I, I don't know. But Timothy gone. So you got to look at it as he's writing to you. You. Who? No, you. Not just your pastor. Not Deacon Williams. Not Evangelist uh, uh, Jenkins. All right? To you. This letter is from Paul. An apostle of Christ Jesus. Okay, so he was an apostle. He was an apostle. So off top, everybody who's trying to be an apostle, you need to study the life of Paul. Thank you, God, for that. Anybody who's saying they are apostle, you need to study the life of Paul. Not study the life of your favorite investment uh, guru. Some of y'all apostles, y'all studying the life of celebrities. What's going on? You trying to mimic a celebrity talking about you an apostle. Mm -mm. If you want to be an apostle, 
which is a heavy road to uh, I don't understand why everybody trying to call themselves apostles. Don't run up to them roads like that. Count the cost, okay? Count the cost. Anyways, it says apostle of Christ Jesus appointed by the command of God our savior in Christ Jesus who gives us hope. So he was appointed. God appointed him. Yeah, nobody gave him that role. God gave him that role. You heard? I say nobody appointed Paul. God gave him that role. Appointed by God. Appointed by God. Everybody out there who worshiping leaders. Anyway. I'm writing to Timothy. See, right there, put your name. When it, I'm writing to, it says Timothy, but right there, put your name. I hope you got time, because I like to go just verse by verse and just chop it up. I like to chop things up, cut things up. It adds a lot of season to the meal. When you cut things up and put it in a pot, it adds a lot of season, a lot of flavor. So I'm going to give you flavor tonight. I'm writing to my true son in the faith. Okay, are you in the faith? My true son in the faith. So when you're reading this, first thing you need to check, am I in the faith? Am I in the faith? Am I in Christ? Am I in Christ? Where's your faith at these days? Believer, how's your faith been? Do you need to go back and, and, and fall in love again with your faith? Has it been wavering lately? How's your faith? Has it been silent lately? Have you been saying the man upstairs lately? Have you been saying those clever cliches of the culture lately? So you want to offend nobody? So you can be cool with everybody. How's your faith lately? Have you been saying things like the universe lately? <laughs> huh? Have you been saying things like my energy? <laughs> Is that true? Well, I'm going to need you to go ahead and test your faith out. I need you to go ahead and get your faith back in order. Why? Because... Uh, Paul is talking to people who are sons in the faith, daughters in the faith. So if you're not even in the faith, this letter, this, this letter ain't applying to you. Yeah, Aaliyah not even writing to you. Okay? Shout out to all the R&B fans out there. Alright, it says, may God the Father in Christ Jesus our Lord give you grace, mercy, and peace. Y'all hear that? May God the Father in Christ Jesus our Lord give you grace, mercy, and peace. Not money, fame, and clothes. Though those things are good. But do you see the three top things uh, Paul is asking God to give us? And do you hear what preachers are asking God to give us these days? Oh, gosh. Do you understand what I'm saying? Paul off top is just, he, he's asking God to give us grace. 
He's asking God to give us mercy and he's asking God to give us peace. Not a business. Huh? Not a relationship. He didn't even ask God to give Timothy a job. He didn't ask uh uh he didn't ask God to give Timothy a a, a fine wife or a fine you know so, uh, like a, a a a big family a church a big ministry he didn't even ask uh God to give that to uh, Timothy he's just he's asking uh God to give Timothy grace give him grace God to walk this walk yeah give him grace to walk this walk God yeah give him mercy because you know he he go mess up you you know Timothy God you know Timothy. So give him mercy, God. Give him mercy, God. Please give him mercy. He go have he go have strongholds. She go have strongholds. She go be rolling up in all type of sin from time to time, God. Give him mercy. Yeah, God, please give him mercy. She go go through a time that uh, she just go have a, a bag in her trunk. Give him mercy, dear God. He go go through a time he may have some uh, uh some drink up under his seat. Give him mercy, dear God. Go be going a pillow to pillow. Give him mercy, dear God. That's what he asking for. And then he asked him, hey, can you can you give him peace? Because they 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 go live in a world that's just going to be chaotic. They go live in a world that they ain't going to know what's going to happen in the next couple of years. What's going to happen in the next month. They go be unstable when it comes to their job. They go be unstable when it comes to their relationship. They go be unstable when it comes to their government. It's just going to be unstable when it comes to their money. So can you give them peace? That's what he asked for God to give his young servant. Now, I want you to start listening to what these people, so-called apostles, are asking God to give us. Just start to listen. I'm not, I'm not acute. I don't want to talk down on nobody. I just want you to start. Just listen. Just listen to the prayers of people these days. And see if they align with what the, you know, I, he's the general. I call Paul a general. God appointed him the general. So you got, when you're reading Paul's letters, not only just read the words, but we're paying attention to his character. We're, we're, we're seeing who he really was because out of the heart, the mouth speaks. When he's speaking, we're learning, oh, this is who this man was. Okay, verse three. And so he hopped right in. He says, when I left for Macedonia, I urge you to stay there in Ephesians and stop those whose teachings is contrary to the truth. That's what Paul, first thing he said, he didn't even ask, how you doing? <laughs> hey, Timothy, how's you doing? How the family? Okay, yeah, they doing okay. That's good. That's good. So what you been up to? No, no, he comes straight out the uh he comes straight out. Hey, it's people over there, they they teaching uh stuff that's contrary to the truth. I'm gonna need you to stop that. Hey, that's hard to do in our generation, man. I ain't even gonna lie to you. I know it's hard. You and, and I know you know what the truth is. 
those who are listening to me right now, you know what the truth is. You've been exposed to the truth. The truth lives in you and everybody around you talking false. And you wonder, man, why I'm around these false people? I need people who like-minded around you. Guess what God's saying? No, 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 no. I got you though. Because I want you to stop it. Yeah, you better stop it. You, you better put a stop to all that false teaching. See, this is when you got to start praying to God for boldness. Boldness. To stop people from teaching this false gospel. Teaching this false teaching. God, give me boldness. Timothy had to have boldness. So I'm telling you, young Timothy's out there, you got to have boldness. Start praying to God for boldness to come out of your gut. And I'm telling you right now, God, is, hey, you finna be exposed to all type of false teaching. Are you ready? I need you to start sharpening your weapon and getting getting ready. Because it's, it's time for you to start shooting off the truth. And in order to shoot the truth, you got to learn how to uh, deal with your weapon. What is the weapon? The word of God. The word of God. That's your weapon. All right. Stop those who are teaching is contrary, uh, whose teaching is contrary to the truth. Don't let them waste their time in endless discussion of myths and spiritual pedigrees. He said, look, there's people out here who just wasting time with endless discussion. They sound deep, basically. They got all these myths and spiritual pedigrees. <laughs> oh, God, say people wasting their time. He wasting their time. Do you, I want y'all to see this part, though. Y'all see the part it says, with endless discussion of myths and spiritual. So that means they sound what? Spiritual. They're going to sound spiritual. Wow. But he said they're wasting their time. They're going to sound knowledgeable. So now I want you to start asking God and praying for the spirit of discernment. God, help me discern if people are just talking endless discussions. Ooh, we see these type of prayers, listen to me, will start to get your uh, contact list low and low and low. <laughs> Because what happens is you start to, he starts to reveal you these things and you just start to hear people talk. Do you understand you have two ears for a reason? One mouth for a reason? Start using those ears. Just, I mean, really start using those ears to your advantage. And people will tell you everything you need to know. Even when they sound 
spiritual. Do you hear me? He Timothy is not dealing with people who are just uh worldly. He wasn't just dealing with people who was just out there just crazy with it and you know they ain't know nothing about spirituality. No, 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 no. He's mm-hmm. dealing with people who was deep into that stuff. Mm. Okay. He says, then he says, these things. I'm still at four, you guys. These things only lead to meaningless speculations. What do you think? What do you think? What do you think? Uh, speculating. The word already telling us what it is. I'm telling you right now, the word is already telling us what it is out here. Our heavenly father didn't miss nothing. Do you understand? So he, he got us so prepared. We shouldn't be speculating. We should know. Oh, my God. I say we should know. Are you, but, but, but let me ask you this question though. Are you scared to know? Let me ask you, do your flesh really want to know? Do your insecurities really want to know? Do your, that dream you have, do it really want to know? I'm telling you, the word of God, you don't have to speculate. You just know, thank you, God, that I may know him mm, in the power of his resurrection. Not that I may speculate him. (laughs) No, no, no. It says that I may know him. Yeah. These things only lead to meaningless speculation, which don't help people live a life of faith in God. Oh, faith in God. Oh, I love that word. That's what I'm saying. If, you're, if, if, if your conversation when you're talking about God doesn't have you repent, uh, it's meaningless. <laughs> if it doesn't have, because listen, the word of God, the real word of God, I get excited when I talk about the word of God. The real word of God, changes you this ain't no weak thing we dealing with it changes you so when when we have people speculating and talking deep spiritual talk but when you really look at their lives with the spiritual eyes god has given you you will see oh they just over there speculating How you know that? Because I'm examining. I'm looking. I'm seeing with my spiritual eyes that they're just speculating. Why? How do you know that then? Because the word of God again says these things only lead to meaningless speculations which don't help people live a life of faith in God. When we talk about the word of God, it's supposed to help us live a life 
in God. If I talk to you about God a whole week, next week you should start making changes. Okay, let me let me use this for examples. If you win a lottery today, if you win a lottery tomorrow, I guarantee next week you're gonna start making change to your lifestyle. I guarantee you are. If you get an extra thousand dollars. <laughs> You go start making changes to your lifestyle. If somebody was to say, you're going to have an extra thousand dollars per month, I guarantee you go make uh, changes to your lifestyle. Well, the word of God is so much potent, so much stronger, so much everlasting, so much powerful than that money. Why, when you receive it, you don't start making changes to your lifestyle? Why is that? You know why? Because we serve money. Money is our God. Money tells us how to live our lives. Let that sink in. Money tells us how to live our lives, not the word of God. That's not a child of God. That's not a child of God. When you allow money to dictate your life, that's not a child of God. I'm calling you up out of that right now under the name and the power of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. I'm calling you up out of that. I'm telling you, come to the throne of God. You ask for forgiveness. You ask God to start cleaning your mind, start cleaning your thoughts, start cleaning your heart, and you repent of that lifestyle. And you, wherever you are at right now, you start living like a child of God. You do not let money dictate your life. You let it bless your life. And you let it bless others, but dictate your life. We have people who are saying that they are child of God, making decisions on jobs that they're working at. Just because they are making an extra two dollars more. Let's keep reading. Let's keep reading. Let's keep reading. Let's let this word of God get us against the ropes. Yeah, you know, like a boxing match. And when you know somebody's about to get knocked down, they start getting against the ropes because they tired. And they can't take the punches no more. Some of y'all need to get knocked down. You need to be out for the count. Because life been beating you up. So you need to let this word of God just knock you out. Knock you out. Yes. And you wake up in the emergency room and guess who's going to be the doctor? God. 
So let this word knock you out for real. Some of y'all just need to let the word knock you out. Again, I love talking about this. We have verse five, by the way, but you know, like I say, I'm just freestyling. I like to just go. Some of y'all, again, what you doing out there in the world? I'm serious. I'm not trying to be funny. What are you really doing out there in the world? If you're not making a million dollars, if you're not living in one of the top houses in America, if you're not taking vacations every six months, six months, okay? And if you're not, you know what I'm saying? If you're still living paycheck to paycheck, it's time to give your life to God. I'm serious. It's time to give your life to God. Okay? Give your life to God. Give your life to God. If you don't have a car that's over 2023, give your life to God. I'm si- I'm not trying to be, I, I, I have a 2018. You see where I'm at. <laughs> Hello? I say I have a 2018. You see where I'm at. If you don't have a car that's over 2023, it's time to give your life to God. <laughs> what you waiting? What? I'm for real. It's, just give your life to God. Ask God to do something with your life. For real. For real. So that's what I'm saying. Give your life to God. Young person. I know you, you know, I know I get it. You trying to have fun and everything, but I'm telling you, when you get older, it's, it's, it's over. It's over. Okay. If you in your thirties, it's, 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 it's time to really give your life to God. Cause we don't even know if we making it to 40 these days. Okay. So I'm just doing right now. I'm just doing a roll call. I I feel like the Holy Spirit is taking me there. It is time for some of y'all to give your life. You've been on the fence for too long. You've been on the fence like Denzel Washington. (laughs) Shout out to that movie. But it's time for you to give your life to God. Some of y'all in y'all 40, y'all still chasing dreams and you still trying to make it to the NFL. You still trying to make it to the NBA. Some of y'all still trying to make it on American Idol. <laughs> it's time to give your life to God. Listen, I'm okay. Listen, listen here. If this is your last chance, I feel like you got grace. Okay. I'm t- you may got some grace. If you're going on American Idol and you don't make it this time, give your life to God. Okay. Give your life to God. I'm serious. We we sitting here playing with we playing Russian roulette with God. We we basically saying, telling God, hold up. Let me see if my career take off, or let me see if I can have some more fun, or let me see if I get uh on. Whatever that means, we get on. And then when when, when we don't get on, or if we don't make it, or if we then that's when we say, Oh man, I love God. No, we're not finna give God our uh, sloppy seconds. God don't want that. He wants the best. So I'm I'm calling everybody out right now. It is time to give our life to God. 
It is time to come to the Savior. It is time to repent of our sins and tell Jesus, hey, I'm sorry. I'm sorry I did all that out there. Can you help me, Jesus? Can you help me? Okay, can you help me? All right, let's get back to this word that I never left. All right, verse five, verse five. Now, oh, if y'all, if you just join it, it said, I'm, I'm in first Timothy chapter one and verse five. If you just join it, if somebody just sent you this and said, oh, you need to hop on this because he going, hey, hey, who is this? The voice of our generation. It says the purpose of my instructions is that all believers will be filled with love that comes from a pure heart, clear conscience and genuine faith. Look at these uh, goals. Look at these goals. Paul is setting the goals out for us right now. He's giving us things that we should be working on right now. You Hey, if you're a believer, you shouldn't say what God want me to do. I just don't. I'm lost. I don't know what God, what's my purpose? The purpose, verse five. Oh, my God. He makes it so clear. That's what I love about God. He just makes it so clear. I don't understand. Why are we confused out here? He says the purpose. Y'all see that word, right? The purpose of my instructions. For you, who's ever reading this, is that all believers will be filled with love. Okay, there go one. Love. If you gotta, if you need to uh, understand what love is, go on to First Corinthians chapter thirteen. Because I know these R and B songs got you jacked up about what love is. I know these Netflix shows got you jacked up about what love is. I know these lifetime movies got you jacked up about what love is. Okay. So if you want to know what love is, go there. He'll tell you about it. He'll tell you about it. And then it says that comes from a pure heart. These are goals. Have, have you been working on uh, your heart? Asking God to purify your heart. Why I need my heart purified? Because if you read Jeremiah 17, 9, it tells us that the heart is deceitfully wicked. Above all things, who can know it? So that's why you need to work on your heart. Every single day. You got some stuff in your heart right now that you don't even know. It's all in the crevice of it. And keep living, it's going to come out. So before it comes out, ask God, oh, can you work on that, God? Can you work on the unseen things that I can't see, God? Yeah, can you work on them things I can't see? The pride in us thinks that we have a pure heart. That's so prideful of us. We think we're spiritually, uh, just spiritually, just pure and clean. You know, I'm not. I'm a good person. How you know what's in your heart? You don't know what's in your heart when that doctor put that thing up to the examine thing. That doctor take a picture of your heart and he come back in the room. He show you, oh, let me show you this. You be like, oh, my God, I didn't even know that was in my heart. <laughs> I know you didn't know. So what makes you think you know what's in your heart? When it talks about spiritual things, stop thinking that we know things. That's our problem. We get a BBA or MDA 
or a CBD, whatever these degrees is, I don't even know what they are. You got more degrees in a th- the thermometer, and you think you can just hey, <laughs> you just think you just too smart for anything. Somebody tell you something. Whatever I say, CBD. Oh, see, I'm giving people like what he used to do back in the day. Nothing, nothing. You <laughs> like CBD? Is he saved? <laughs> Is he delivered? Yeah, I'm delivered. Uh, <laughs> oh, I told y'all we should be having fun up in this book, but yeah. We got to start listening, man, for real, for real. But check this out. And then it say a clear conscience. Some of, look, you see that? A clear conscience. Is your conscience clear? Or you still scared? You know what I'm talking about. Some of y'all know what I'm talking about. You still like, is karma real? (laughs) Is your conscience? (laughs) You know what I'm talking about? You know when you you really, you know, you had done some things in your past and you still like, ooh. What was that? What was that flat tire about? <laughs> huh? What was that about, God? Is it because you don't have a clear conscience? You need to start working on that. Do you understand me? You need to start asking God to purify my conscience. God, I have so much just dirt out and done, God, but I'm sorry. I repent. I, I, I just help me move on from things I didn't do. Your conscience not clear. So now you're making decisions based on a just a negative vibe conscience that you have. You can't even trust nobody because your conscience not clear. They go to the store for 20 minutes. You like you, they cheated on you. What the what? What's going on? Your conscience not clear. They don't answer on the first ring and you ready to blow up because your conscience not clear. You need to work on your conscience. Stop matter, matter of fact, before you get in a relationship, you need to work on your conscience. And I'm not talking about woke conscious either. Work on your conscious. For real. Get try get forgive yourself for what you did when you was in your 20s. Mm-hmm. You need to start forgiving yourself. Some of y'all out here, you're not forgiving yourself, and you 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 judging everybody because you ain't forgave yourself. You think everybody like you who you was or who you still are. <laughs> You think everybody like you, everybody not like you. Clear your conscience, get your conscience under control, forgive yourself. Yeah, you was nasty. Yeah, you was bad. Yeah, you was sneaky. Yeah, you was stealing. Whatever you used to do. You came to Jesus. He forgave you. Let's move on from that life. That man is dead. That woman is dead. All right. So when you forget about that life, uh, you look at people with the love. Okay, with the love and with a pure heart of God, you evil, suspicious of everybody. What's wrong? Everybody not out to get you. Let's talk about that real quick. Let's talk about that. Let's talk because I got to get on. You know, see that's that's another form of pride. That's another form of thinking. You just uh high and mighty. When you got this, everybody out to get you. Get what? What? What we out to get? People, be, okay. I can, I can see you got billions of dollars, and you know what I'm saying. You got a business, and I, and it's just booming, and 
But we be talking, people be talking about people out to get them. And you, you know, you driving a 2002. Nothing wrong with that, but I'm saying, what is people, quit thinking people out to get us. We not, we're not that important that we think we are. We just dust. It will fade. Everything that people that is out to get, it's going to fade. It's going to fade away better than Kobe Bryant in his prime. That's how good it's going to fade away. Then MJ, when he was with the Bulls in his earlier years, that's how much the things that you think people are out to get, it's going to fade away. Ain't nobody out to get you. Is it the Holy Spirit that's convicting you? Because you know that be out to get you. Okay, let's keep going. In genuine faith, genuine faith, just a genuine, sincere faith. I'm in it just because I love God. Yeah, I, I, I'm not wanting anything from God. I'm really not wanting like for him to bless me with this big thing or this big whatever, or he needs to give me something. I'm in it because I just love God. He he just been the best thing I ever known. It's it's he, he just cool to talk to. He got so much wisdom when it comes to life. He's he's all that. He's 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 my best friend. I talk, I walk with him. When I go to sleep, I say good night. When I wake up, he the first thing there. When I'm in my car, he there too. <laughs> when I go to the gym, whoa, he he there too. He just there. He there when I see my wife. He there when I see my kids. He there when I would see my coworkers. I don't understand. He just everywhere. So it's just this genuine faith. I didn't learn to just live with him. I just learned to talk to him. I learned how to spend money with him. I learned how to build things with him. I learned how to talk to people with him. I learned how to pray for people with him. I just learned how to be with him. It just became a genuine relationship. Every time I call him, it's not, you got $40 I can borrow. <laughs> huh? You got 20 I can borrow. You got a job I can borrow. Good. You got a church I can borrow. I got you got a you got a husband you can give me. Good. You got a relationship you can give me. That uh, that's not gen would you want somebody calling you every time like that? <laughs> hey. You got some on, you got you got you got, you got a house I can have good. You'll be like, what is I don't when they call you'll be like, I'm not I ain't asking them. they gonna want something. That's how we sound sometimes we got every time we talk to God, it's you got it's me again. I'm really looking for something. I really want this guy. He like, okay, oh whatever. Give it to him so he can ride on him. Yeah, give it to him. Give, give them the house so I can break some uh, <laughs> stuff down in their house and make them pay for it. Matter of fact, give them an expensive car so insurance can skyrocket on them. And then when it's insurance skyrocket, God is me again, insurance high. You got a job I can get, God, so I can pay out the bills. What? Thanks, man. Anyway. Okay. So genuine faith, right? Yeah, like, where he at? I'm in verse five. 
verse five. I t- it's so see you gotta understand when you read the word, it's so much in there. Yes. If you go digging, see when I read the word, I'm digging for gold. Yeah, I say I be digging. TLC. When I go, when I be in this word, I'm digging. I'm trying to dig so hard. Matter of fact, I dig so hard until it hit a rock. Who is that rock? Jesus. Yeah, I'm not digging to find something for me. I'm not digging to find something to uh 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 so I can show off. And, no, I'm digging so it can hit that. I want it to hit solid rock. And so when I dig and I I feel that rock, guess what I do? I say I'm gonna build it on that. That's why I'm going to build it on. What is that rock? It's solid. It don't be moved. If you are moved by any doctrine, if you move by any new thing, you haven't found that rock yet. You like the beach. What's the beach? Sand. Okay. Ooh. Verse six. But. Some people have missed this whole point. The point of what? Having a pure heart, a clear conscience, and a genuine faith. He says some people has missed this point. How do we know they missed this point? Listen to what they're preaching. Listen to what they're talking about. Listen to what they're uh, chasing after. It'll tell you they missed the point. When they talk about God, listen to how they talk about God. It'll show you how they missed the point. They're not talking about things like this. How you know that? Because out of the heart, the mouth speaks. So you know, see, listen, listen to me. Listen to me. Listen to me, young Timothys. When the mouth speaks, it'll tell you if it's coming from a pure heart. When the mouth speak, it'll tell you if it's coming from a pure heart. Mm, 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 mm. Thank you, God, for that jewel right there. He says they have turned away from these things. Okay, okay, he's telling us. He's saying what they do. So he's saying people, they start to turn away from these things and spend their time in meaningless discussions. Mm -hmm. Deep talk. Okay, verse seven. They want to be known as teachers of the law of Moses. Shout out to my Hebrew Israelites. <laughs> mm. Bang, bang. I know that was fighting word right there. But look, but they don't know what they're talking about, even though they speak so confidently. Oh, my God. Do y'all see? See, these people that Paul is talking about again. They're not worldly people. These are deep spiritual people. And when they talk, they talk with confidence. And y'all know we like people with, especially women. I love somebody with confidence. <laughs> hey, you may be talking to a false prophet. That's why you got to have spiritual discernment again. Start praying in these days for spiritual discernments. You'll be able to tell that in the first five minutes. All right, yeah. How you know? You can tell by what they're saying, what they're talking. 
They sound, they speak so confidently. Ooh, see, that's how we know. Even the elect sometimes go be deceived. These people go speak confidently, bold. They go speak with boldness. And they come in from the law of Moses. So they know they word. They know they word. I know they know they word because I don't even know our laws of Moses. But these people do. So you know when you when you hear people like that, you like, ooh, they know they word. They don't mean they know Jesus. Mm -hmm. Okay, verse eight. Verse eight. So if they speaking confidently, by the way, you need to be speaking confidently too. We know that the law is good when used correctly. Absolutely. The law for the law was not intended for people who do what is right. It is for people who are lawless and rebellious, who are ungodly and sinful, who consider nothing sacred and devour what is holy, who kill their father or mother or commit other murders. The law is for people who are sexual immoral or who practice homosexuality or slave traders, liars, promise breakers, or who do anything else that comes contradict the wholesome teaching that comes from the righteous God news uh, the righteous good news entrusted to me by our blessed God okay now verse 12 I thank Christ Jesus our Lord who has given me strength to do his work who has given me strength to do his work that's what you're going to need, young Timothys, for your calling. Strength, not a building, not a van. You don't need none of these things. Listen to me, because these things are stressing a lot of our Timothys out right now. Ask God for strength to do his work. Wherever you at right now, strength to stay in that marriage, strength to stay at that job, strength to raise those kids, strength. That's what you need. You need more energy. You need a new look on life. You need a new look at how God is positioning you at this time in life. He's giving you a purpose. You need strength. Are you tired? Are you drained? Ask God for strength. Ask God for strength. You been weary lately? Ask God for strength. Ask God for strength. Put that on mute. Put that on mute, sis. Thank you, buddy. So it's just popped in. It's all good. Welcome to the underground, a place to hear the word of God before you go six feet underground. Who am I? Just somebody who's saying my repent for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. It's the underground. But anyways, ask God for strength. That job getting on your nerves, God, give me strength. Give me strength, God, please. The coffee house done that. Mm -hmm. Straight up. The coffee house did that. You tired of raising kids? God, give me strength to raise these kids. You know what? 
give me strength to raise these kids. I'm tired, God. They're getting on my nerves. I know a couple of years I was saying, uh, God, give me kids, but now they're getting on my nerves. Can you give me strength, God, please? Strength. To do his work. That's your work. All right. First Timothy chapter one and verse 12. That's where we at. He considered me trustworthy and appointed me to serve him. You got to start understanding you have been appointed to do what you're doing. You have been appointed to be at that position where you at right now. You have been appointed to be a father right now. You have been appointed to be a mother right now. You have been appointed to be a wife right now. You are being appointed to be a future husband right now you are being appointed to be a future wife right now are you taking those roles seriously some of y'all are more serious than what you uh what you post than what your role is in real life get serious about your divine roles get serious about your divine roles because they're important. They may not be important to the world, but they're important to God. And they should be important to you. If you are a husband, you need to take that role seriously. Do you hear me? If you are a husband, you have one of the important roles there is in the world. I don't care what they tell about on TV and what they... Uh, Telling us we need to strive to be. No, if you are a husband and a father, oh man, you you got it going on. You need to just start in that role a little bit more. You need to start seeing that role in a different light. Wait a minute. If you are a mother and a wife, what? Do you understand how many people, oh my God. Do you understand how many people want to be that? Yeah, they may not say, they may say they doing this and they, they on their grind. But you, do you understand how many people wants to be in that position and you're not taking that role seriously? No. I'm going to need you to get on your job. Hey, better get on your job. It better get on your job. Motivation. <laughs> Get on your job. Get on your post. If God has been sitting up here telling you you have something to do in the future, if he's been giving you visions, what you doing? Get to it. I'm almost done because I got to go uh, eat. <laughs> I check this out. Verse 13. Even though I used to blaspheme the name of Christ, I used to do that too. I persecuted his people, but God had mercy on me because I did it in ignorance and unbelief. Verse 14. Oh, how generous and gracious our Lord was. Oh, oh, how generous and gracious our Lord. That right there, that, that line alone will have me serving God for the rest of my life. Think about how generous and how gracious he's been to me. 
let that sink in for a little bit. Yo, go ahead, let it sink in. I give it a couple of seconds to let when I that line alone. You don't got to tell me nothing. You don't got to promise me nothing. You don't got to promise me heaven. You don't got to promise me a big car. You don't got to promise that line alone. You don't got to promise me a, a nice relationship. You don't got to promise me I'm going to have a good job. Or I'm going to have this and that and that and that and that. You don't got to promise me nothing else. That line alone got me. Listen here, y'all. It says, I'm going to read that again. Oh, how, how generous and gracious our Lord was. He filled me with the faith and love that come from Christ Jesus. He filled me with some type of love and faith that I don't know where it came from. All I know is I said yes to his will and all of a sudden I started loving the word. I started loving people more. I didn't want to cuss out people no more. I start, you know, nice to people. That's how I know how gracious he is. How generous. He's so generous. He shares breath with me. He shares legs with me. He shares his arms with me. He fingers with me. He shares eyes with me. He shares ears with me. He shares air with me. He shares lungs with me. He shares heart with me. He shares kidneys. Oh my God. He shares feet with me. Thank you, God. His ears with me. He shares nose with me. He shares taste buds with me. How generous he is. And if that ain't enough, then when I go into my house, he shares bed with me. He shares the refrigerator with me. He shares the food with me. He shares his daughter with me, my precious wife. Oh, man. He shares his word with me. He shares his Bible with me. He shares his creation with me. Oh, and if that ain't enough, when I step outside, he shares wind with me. He shared a sun with me. He shared a stars with me. He shared a moon with me. He shared a winter with me. He shared a summer with me. He shared a spring with me. And then he shared the fall with me. And if that ain't <laughs> enough, I go down to Gaveston and then he shared a seat with me. And then I had to Colorado. Then he shared the mountains with me. Oh my God. He's so generous. Thank you, Lord. He's so generous. So tell me why you're not serving him. Has money been generous to you? Has money been generous to you? If it has, why you still got bills? <laughs> but we serve that more than somebody who's been, been that generous to us. And not to think about, after I die, oh gosh. Mm. He says, I want to share heaven with you. Oh, 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 I caught the Holy Spirit right there. Something just hit me. Bam, I'm knocked out now. Yeah, Tyson. That was a Tyson right there. I'm knocked out. I'm down for the count. He said, after you die, I want to share heaven with you. I want to share eternity with you. And guess what? Eyes have not seen and ears have not heard what I want to share with you after you die. I want to, but you, I, I gave you a glimpse. I want to share streets of gold with you. 
I want to share pearly gates with you. Huh? I want to share my white robe I got for you. I want to share this with you. I, I, I can't wait. Ooh, woo. All these things is why Paul says, how generous. <laughs> Thank you, Lord. Thank you, God. How generous. How generous and gracious out. He filled me with the faith and love that comes from Christ Jesus. Verse 15, this is a trustworthy saying and everyone should accept it. Christ Jesus came into the world to save sinner, sinners, and I'm the worst of them all. I say that to you guys. Christ came into the world to save sinners, and I was the worst of them all, and he saved me. So don't you ever think you're too bad or you're too far away for Christ not to save you. He saved me. I know he can save you, and he's saving me every day. Yeah. Every day he's saving me. Verse 16, but God had mercy on me. Ooh, his mercy. So that Christ Jesus can use me as a prime example of his great patience with even the worst sinner. That's why, see, when you look at me, I want you to start saying, ooh, patience. When you hear me talk on the underground, I want you to thank patience. God had patience with me. God had patience with me. I'm going to get him. I'm going to have patience with him. So why you can't have patience with nobody else? Why you struggling with have patience? I know they get on your nerves. I know they're not what you think they should be. <laughs> you know, because we got, uh, we got uh, expectations for people. Mm-hmm. But God had patience with you, so we got to have patience with people. You are an example. When you look in the mirror, you are a prime example of what it looks like. Then others will realize that they too can believe in him and receive eternal life. You can make people realize that at your job. You can make people realize that at your grocery store. You can make people realize that at your local gym. You can make people realize that at your local uh well wherever else we go these days. I don't I got few places I go these days. You know, when you get into God, the world just don't be so exciting to you these days. It's the same thing. It's like you're watching the same rewind when you <laughs> look at the world. Just me. Mm-hmm. Oh, when you see the world, you just like it, didn't didn't I see this uh, last week? When it's the same, is that the same song I heard? But it's just in a different beat. How many times? How many ways can you get your heart broke? <laughs> and how many ways can you fall in love? Then others will realize that they too can believe in Him and receive eternal life. 
all honor and glory to God forever and ever. That is what you young Timothys should be striving to do with your life is give God glory forever and ever and ever. That is your goal. That is your goal. If you get into relationship, that should be your relationship goals, that you two become one. And your job as one is to give God the glory forever and ever and ever and ever. Wherever we move, we go give him glory. Mm -hmm. However we spend, we go give him glory. The way we raise our kids, we go give him glory. Whatever we do, our ministry, we go give him glory. When we go to work, we go give him glory. When I go to the gym, I'm going to give him glory. When I go to the grocery store, I'm going to give him glory. Just with my life alone, I bring him glory. I bring him glory. The way I treat people, I bring him glory. That is your goals, young Timothy. Stop letting the world give you goals. Stop letting some uh, Instagram video give you goals. Okay? The goal for you is to give God glory. Can I make your life real simple? Roby, put that on mute for me. Put that on mute for me. Appreciate that. Appreciate that. Appreciate you coming out, coming out to the underground, a place to hear the word of God before you go six feet underground. Who am I? <laughs> I ain't nobody. Just the voice of one calling out saying, hey, you got to repent for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. We in First Timothy chapter uh, one. I'm already at verse 16. I'm almost finished up, but I appreciate you coming out tonight. Then others will realize that the, they too can believe in him and receive eternal life. All honor and glory to God forever and ever. He is the eternal king, the unseen one who never dies, who never dies, who never dies. He never dies. See, our human minds can't even comprehend that. See, that's why I work. I want to worship something my mind can't comprehend. I don't want to worship something I can figure out. I don't want to serve something that I can figure out. I want something that's like the Energizer Bunny. It keeps going and going and going and going and going. That's what I want to serve. That's what I worship. Your money it don't keep going and going and going and going. Your relationships, they don't keep going and going and going. But God, he keeps going and going and going. That is what you need to serve. That is what you bow down to. He alone is God. He alone is God. I want to end off on that. He alone is God. What has your heart right now? What has your attention right now? Right now in life. You know, I was reading Proverbs uh, this morning. And the scripture told me, hey, don't brag about tomorrow. 
So at this moment of time, what has your heart? I, I want to tell you somebody who wants to have it. His name is Jesus. He wants to have your heart. He wants to exchange what has your heart right now. And he wants to give you his life. He wants to give you his life. It's time for you to repent of your sins and come to Jesus. Mm -hmm. It's time for you to stop chasing. It's time for you to stop running that you ain't going to never grasp. It's like catching the wind. It's time to put down your, your dreams, your false realities, your goals that the world gave you, your goals that money hath gave you, your goals that your mama gave you. It's time to put all that down at the foot of Jesus and say, Jesus, what you have for my life? I'm ready to serve you. See, I'm just somebody at the front office and I'm trying to enlist you into God's army. The thing about getting enlisted in God's army, though, ain't no discharge. We fighting this forever right here. That's the only people God wanted in his army. See, we want our people and our uh physical army we want them to be well trained we want them to protect us and we want them to be ready to die for the great america we want people to die for the state of america when when you join god's army you better be ready to die for this that's all we taking us young timothy's we getting trained and i'm telling you right now hey nothing less nothing less if you ain't ready to die for this, hey, we don't want you in it. We raising up number generals and number soldiers now. So I pray that y'all are ready to accept that call because it's wartime. And I'm happy to fight this fight with y'all, man. Everybody I'm speaking to in the new uh in the next generation, man. I'm glad you decided to join this fight. I'm glad you decided to join us. And if I don't ever meet you, hey, I see you up in heaven. You feel me? I thank y'all for listening tonight. I thank y'all for coming out to the underground, a place to hear the word of God before you go six feet underground. Who am I? <laughs> Told you I ain't nobody. I'm just the voice of one calling out saying, repent for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. The underground. I love y'all. I'm out.